0: Hi again, everybody. It is time for Give 'Em the Sports Biz. Dan Avone representing the West Coast and out in New York City in the pride of Manhattan. Say hello to the NFL sports agent. It's Mr. Matt Marino. Hey Matt.
2: Hey Dan, what's going on, man?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I was watching a little television and more precisely some YouTube and like everybody else getting caught up in hard knocks, which is just part of the part of the fabric of what you watch on TV, right, this time of the year. Although, yeah. like everything else that deals with football and sports. Hard Knocks was strange in and of itself, dealing with football and covering football in the midst of the pandemic. But one of the things that jumped out at me as it relates to you and an NFL agent and you deal with these people is, of course, the undrafted free agents and how these guys are supposed to make a squad in 2020 without the benefit of a preseason. How in the world is this going to happen? And I know that you have some of the guys in your camp that you're handling, that you're representing. What is it that you're telling these guys, and what's the best way, if you're a kid who came out of college, you're an undrafted free agent, invited to camp with the Chargers, invited to camp with the Rams, or anybody else, the other 32 teams in the NFL, what is it that they have to do? What do coaches have to see, again, without watching them play in real action that the preseason would have provided? What are coaches looking for that is actually going to turn their heads and actually give these guys a roster spot?
2: It's tough this year, Dan. It really is. I mean, you're talking about guys that, you know, normally you have, you know, four preseason games to make the roster that you're, you know, in training camp with the team you're in training camp with. And if you don't make that roster, you know, 31 other teams can evaluate you and say, all right, you want this guy to play great in weeks two and three in the preseason. We want to bring him in for the practice squad, but, you know, that's not even close to reality this year. Um, You know, so really what it is is, you know, it's, Learning the playbook, it's you know understanding what your, you know what your role is on special teams because every rookie, um, especially guys that are towards the bottom of the roster, um, are going to be playing special teams. And if you can play, you know core special teams, you know all basically what they call, you know all four all four spots on special teams, um, you're going to have you know some kind of chance to make a roster know outside of the guy that can't do it um you know if you can be a gunner if you can be you know a return man if you have experience doing those things the special teams coordinator is your best friend um that's that's really what it is and you know these rosters you know it's gonna be interesting you know normally you have uh 90 guys going to training camp you know so that's 2,880 players going to training camp uh at the start of it and that gets cut down to 1,696 players um you know, so that's, you know, a pretty significant, you know, kind of difference right there. Um, you know, when you go from, you know, um, you know, 32, 32 teams, 90 guys in the roster, 32 teams, 53 guys in the roster for no reason. Um, and this year, there's even less of a reason because the coaches can't even evaluate you, you know, in a fair scope. Um, so, you know, what you're telling guys is, look, it's like any other job. It's like any other internship, right? get there early, stay late. Um, that's even difficult this year because of, you know, the protocols, the health and safety protocols that are in place. Um, you know, you can and can't, you know, what you can and can't do in the facility in terms of, you know, watching extra film with your position coaches, um, you know, spending time on the practice field, you know, with the twos, the threes, the fours um, at this point. Um, so so really guys are in a, in a really, really difficult spot. And it's not just for this year. Um, it, it's for the future because, you know, with 50% of a roster made up of late round guys and under the free agents, you know, it's going to hamstring some, some teams because you know, hamstring them financially, um, you know, not just this year, but in the future, because, you know, that's what they count on to get the salary cap down, to get to a level um, where they can put 53 players together to make the team competitive. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting kind of process for these teams going forward.
0: You mentioned that your advice would be to an undrafted free agent or a rookie is get there early and stay late. Good okay. advice. And again, I'm going back to hard knocks. If anybody happened to see it and we're into episode number two, episode number three coming up next week. But so they highlighted this kid who's an undrafted free agent and his name is Darius Bardwell. And he's this, he's this rookie who showed up to camp heavy. Yeah, nice. I tell you what, <laughs> first of all, It's never a good idea if you're an undrafted free agent or a rookie to come to camp, especially in this day and age, out of shape or a heavy, but in the midst of a pandemic or in the midst of this 2020 campaign where you don't have the opportunity of a preseason to open eyes, to put yourself behind the eight ball and to show up to camp fat. It's just no excuses whatsoever. But I kind of find it funny. And this, this Darius Bardwell, I wish him all the best, and I hope he makes the squad. But, again, he comes into camp overweight, and so the coaches are working with him to get his weight down. But, but just using him as an example, what would they need to see from Darius Bardwell without watching him play one football game before they say, okay, you're part of the 53-man squad, or we're breaking camp and opening up the campaign, and you're part of the team? What has to happen between now and then?
2: Injuries. <laughs> injuries that's <laughs> I, that's that's what you're looking at you know um i think he it's Darius Bradwell right that's what it is yep yeah. um came out of uh maybe Tulane or i think that's what it was um you know running back but but yeah you know so he's talking you're talking about someone that normally would get you know uh, maybe a dozen reps um you know a little bit little more than that per per game in the preseason right so traditionally nfl teams they'll carry three running backs maybe one on the practice squad right now you know, the Chargers have, let's see, three, five, seven running backs on their roster right now, right? And, you know, four of them are undrafted free agents. Um, three from this year, one from last year. So, in all likelihood, they have their first three. They have one, two, and three. And now they're looking for four. So, you're, you are know, you got a 25% chance here, you know, to make a practice spot because it's very unlikely to take four running backs on the active roster. You know, so for a guy like that, you know, he's got to do a couple things. One – First thing you have to do is learn how to keep the quarterback standing upright. So you better learn how to block. You better learn your assignments because if you can't keep the quarterback standing upright, they will not put you near the football field. Um, and in his sense, or in his case, you know, doesn't sound like he's you know has been near the football field either because he has to get in shape. And they're not going to put you on the football field until they feel you you are in shape and you can be you know counted on, trusted. Um, you know, so for him the day he gets out there, the day he starts getting reps, um, he probably won't get very many reps at all because other people will be way ahead of the eight ball on him. Um, so maybe he's only getting one or two reps, you know, per drill. Um, so he'll have to be so impressive in those reps in in that case. You know, obviously some teams are playing inter-squad scrimmages this year. You know, maybe he'll get some additional reps um, with something like that because the, the, the squad is split up, you know, so that's maybe, a, you know, a benefit to some of these undrafted guys, but really he put himself behind the eight ball there, just because your reps are already limited, and now you're already taking them, you know, taking your reps away from your yourself. Um, so he's really, really putting himself in a tough spot there.
0: One of the conversations during the Hard Knocks documentary, they had a live mic on Austin Eckler, and it mm-hmm. was it was rather enlightening as he had this conversation. I believe he was talking to the rookie Darius Bradwell. And he said, hey, just, just hang in there. Austin Eckler said, hang in there. I was an undrafted free yeah. agent. And he said, I know what you're up against, man. And he's like, I wish you all the best in the world. But the only reason I'm here, and now Austin Eckler's the featured running back, gone is Melvin Gordon. Yep. He got a huge contract. But the only way he was able to make the squad, and he said it, was the preseason. He's like, man, dude, without the preseason, I would not be here right now. It was the preseason where he was able to open eyes – and gradually, and he said it started on special teams where they said, wow, this dude can get after it. They gave him some carries that he showed he could catch the ball. And incrementally, he worked himself onto the roster. And then, of course, just kept his nose clean, bided his time. And now, of course, as I mentioned, the free agent Gordon is gone. And now it's all – I mean, he's the guy in the backfield. So – Really, when you take a look and you think about the Los Angeles Chargers and this poor kid Darius Bradwell trying to make the seat make the team without a preseason, and you look at Austin Eckler, the guy who was on that team giving him advice, Eckler's a perfect example of what the preseason could provide for an undrafted free agent. Oh yeah,
2: no, I mean, look, he, Austin Eckler, he he played himself into you know into Pro Bowls. He played himself into a very very lucrative contract situation um you know he was a college free agent in 17 i believe he came out you know so you know just like you said you know a guy that made it by playing on special teams um you know was very very fortunate um in terms of what the depth chart looked like he went to the right spot um but certainly you know he he cut his teeth playing special teams and you know was able the team was able to trust him and you know that's kind of where you're you know what these what are these teams going to do financially right you know we talked about this before you know we, i'm sure everyone's heard the term cap casualty right you have these veteran guys that you know are four or five six years into the nfl and their salary is heavy um, for a team to carry and usually those roster spots go to a guy like darius bradwell and you know can you know can a guy like that you know quote unquote a darius bradwell you know with the chargers or whoever you know Darius Breville all around a league, can that guy, you know, be counted on as an undrafted free agent, you know, without having an offseason program, without having any kind of rookie transition program that they normally have, which lasts, you know, three to four months, um, you know, out having a regular training camp, and then obviously a preseason, you know, so, you know, how do teams financially fit these guys into a roster? Um, and then obviously, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, most of the most likely, these, you know, these guys that are going to get cut um, when the teams drop this year, you know, from 80 to 53 instead of 90 to 53 um, because of the, the COVID rules, um, you know, they're not going to get picked up by other, by other teams. You know, normally you have that option, or you have some, you know, teams searching around of, all right, you know what, this guy ripped a couple runs off in the preseason. He ran some kickback, kicks back on, on special teams. know went down on punt coverage and made some tackles we can use him you know on our practice squad for the time being until someone gets hurt uh, and then bump them up to the roster and you know you don't have that evaluation process this year Um, you know so you don't you're not fortunate enough to be able to do that so you have to keep those veterans around who you trust um, until you you know you really can't um, because of an injury or because of you know salary structure
0: The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they picked up an undrafted free agent, a kid by the name of Reed Sinet. He's a quarterback to potentially back up Tom Brady. He goes to Mm -hmm. camp, but there's three quarterbacks in camp, including Tom Brady. One of the backups is the veteran Blaine Gabbert. But I I mentioned his name. I wanted to get your take on this because he's a kid out of San Diego, UC or the University of San Diego, undrafted free agent, but they gave him guaranteed money of $150,000, which – either i read that this was a record deal or it's sort of unheard of that a guy gets guaranteed money for that much at 150k which really relatively or comparatively speaking isn't a lot of, isn't a lot of money but for an undrafted free agent apparently that's that's quite a lot is that pretty accurate matt
2: yeah so you know basically what they're saying when they do that right and, and this happens you know quite often um, you know, everyone knows the draft process. You have seven rounds. The free agency process really kicks off. We've talked about it in, in round six and seven. Um, so they're treating Reed Sunette as a seventh round pick or even, you know, with that guarantee, maybe a, a late sixth round pick. Um, and that's how they view him. And basically what they're saying is, look, man, we have Tom Brady here. He's going to be here for two years. You know, Blaine Gabbert's here. I'm pretty sure that the Bucks might have a third guy in, in camp this year, um, if I remember correctly. But um, really what they're saying is, you know, you know, we see you on this roster at some level. Um, You know, we see you, you know, it's obviously very tough to predict or kind of uh, hypothesize what a roster is going to look like. But I anticipate because they gave him that 150 um, in terms of a signing bonus, that's fully guaranteed to him. He's getting that. He's earning that. Um, They're essentially saying by doing that, look, man, we see you as our third quarterback this year you know, maybe a backup, um, you know, to Brady or to compete for a backup job with Blaine Gabbert. And, you know, in that sense, obviously everyone knows the, the off-season acquisition that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made, not just Tom Brady, obviously Rob Gronkowski and a few others um, on the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, maybe they were getting ready to say, hey, look, you know what, we know we're going to have to cut some veterans uh, during training camp, some of these cap casualty guys, and have, you know, a low-salary, cheap quarterback option somewhere down this list. Um, so in that sense, you know, maybe, you know, he ends up on the roster and, you know, one of these, you know, kind of, I would say, veterans that have been, you know, bouncing around the NFL ends up on the, on the Buccaneers practice squad. Let's kind of see how, you know, I, that would be how I would predict how it's going to happen.
0: There is clearly going to be undrafted free agents this year that won't make a team. And teams are simply gonna miss on guys because they didn't have the opportunity to see them play in real action vis-a-vis the preseason and preseason football games. So you're gonna have the Austin Ecklers, and Austin the Austin Ecklers story, instead of making the Chargers, he's gonna get cut simply because you look at him and you say he's small, and I don't really see him working into things as far as where we're going and We can't see them play in the preseason, so they're going to get cut. So there'll be guys that will be cut by respective teams throughout the NFL that are undrafted free agents that could have played and could have been major contributors. What happens to those guys? Because, you know, they're undrafted free agents. Do they get an opportunity next year? Will they be invited to camp? I mean, what happens to those undrafted free agents that simply because of the circumstances get overlooked and don't get invited and or don't make rosters this year?
2: It's tough, you know. Look, there, there's a lot of undrafted names. You know, you can rattle off Tony Romo, Wes Welker, you know, Victor Cruz, Antonio Gates. Um, you know, who else we got? Kurt here? Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner, Jeff Saturday, James Harrison. You know, these guys are, are you know really, um, you know, one of the one of the favorites. Uh, it's the guy still playing is Adam Vinatieri too. Um, you know, obviously his kicker is a little bit different situation, but these guys are gonna have so much of an uphill battle, not this, not just this year. Um, you know, and and basically what happens is it, it becomes, you know, a queue, a waiting line. Right. So you're talking about, um, you know, 90 guys that traditionally go to camp every year this year, it's obviously 80 guys. Um, you know, then you're talking about next year, let's just say things go back to normal. Um, you know, Maybe some of these guys that were in camp this year get futures contracts at the end of the, at the end of the NFL regular season, which basically means, all right, you know what, we're going to sign you to a futures deal. We're not going to give you a signing bonus, but basically what it does is it gives you, you know, the opportunity to make a roster, you know, coming out of next spring. Um, and a lot of times guys on futures deals, they end up getting cut because, you know, they're really just there as off season holdovers. Um, but then next year you're going in the training camp, and you're going to have a whole new class. Right? Exactly. You're going to have ninety, you know, another ninety guys in the roster, and you know, another, you know, three hundred and fifty guys, three hundred and fifty guys going to the NFL Combine. You know, the Senior Bowl class. Um, you know, the undrafted. One of the guys. class of undrafted free agents. Yeah, which could be even more this year because there isn't a college football season. Um, so, you know, it really is a terrible, terrible spot for these guys this year. That are just kind of in no man's land. And then the other part of it, you know, kind of to add insult to injury is that the CFL canceled their season in Canada this year. Um, so, you know, guys can go up there, you know, wow. earn a paycheck for a couple of years and then, you know, have the opportunity to come back to the NFL, um, you know, in two or three years when their contract's done up there. Um, you know, really a big, a big hope. And look, and this is the agent community kind of talking is that, you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson and his, uh, his ex-wife, I think her name is Danny Garcia, um, who's his business partner. And you know, they bought the XFL. You know, one of the big hopes is that the XFL will be, you know, back in existence for these players, um, hopefully this fall. And not just for, you know, players that are out of, you know, kind of contract with the NFL. But, you know, if the XFL might, you know, maybe they want to look at college players, um, you know, putting college players in a bubble, and you know the players that normally will be playing for Alabama and Penn State and Ohio State um, putting them in a bubble putting them with teams and essentially you know having them you know play a season in a bubble this year because they're not going to have the opportunity to play in college um, and give those players uh, that want to uh, the opportunity to improve their film heading into the, the 2021 draft that date.
0: You mentioned college football let's just use Austin Fields as an example the quarterback the standout quarterback and maybe right behind Mr. Trevor Lawrence, or depending on who you talk to, could be, but could potentially leapfrog Trevor yeah. Lawrence as the number one player taken off the board coming in the upcoming NFL draft. But there's some talk. He's undecided as to whether he wants, because he's out of the Big Ten, plays for Ohio State, and as we all know, they've canceled football this year. If you're representing Austin Fields, would you suggest him to play spring football next year? Justin Fields you're talking about, right? The Justin, Yeah, Justin.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I figured that's who you're talking about. That's who you meant. Um, no. No, he would not be playing spring football next year. Um, you know, and, it, and I think his, his head coach, you know, kind of said something to the same extent. You just can't do it. Um, you'd love to, right? As a, as a competitor, as an athlete, you'd love to. You'd love to be able to roll out there for Ohio State and play. But for his future, um, you just can't do it. Trevor Lawrence, you know, same capacity. You just can't risk playing football in the spring whenever college football is going to be playing and remember, we I'm going to say this for free, um, you know, with the ability um, or sorry, with the, the possibility of getting injured, um, you know, or not even being able to prepare for the NFL combine and the entire pre draft process, you just, you just can't even risk it. Um, and there's going to be a lot of players like that. I think, I think I saw maybe USC defensive tackle, you know, opted out yesterday. Um, he wasn't looking to play college ball, you know, this fall and, and, you know, a couple other guys have decided, look, you know what, I'm going to forego it. I'm just going to sign with an agent. I'm going to go, you know, start training, start preparing for the, for the two 2021 draft um, now, because, you know, if you're in the PAC 10 or PAC 12 or, or big 10, you already know your season's done. Um, and in all likelihood, you know, some other conferences will have, you know, very similar fates um, just because I, I, don't think you're going to be able to split the two, you know, the, the power five conferences and, you know, one in the fall, one in the spring Um, but yeah, you can't, you just can't risk it. Um, and that's what I was kind of saying about the XFL, the XFL really wanted to hop on some stuff. They could come out right now, start paying Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and all the other guys and put them in a bubble somewhere and just say, Hey, look, you know what? We're going to put this on TV. You guys play, you know, from November until January for two months, and then you go and prep for the draft. Um, and you know, we can pay you it solves that problem um, of of them playing for free. Um, Obviously they're going to have, you know, protection in terms of, in in terms of injuries. Um, And certainly it'll give guys who aren't Justin Lawrence and I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, you know, guys are in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, it'll give them, you know, immediate film ways for the NFL to evaluate them. Cause the NFL is just going to be evaluating them on the 2019 film at this point. And unfortunately, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know, guys that have great film in 2019. Okay, great. Um, You know, guys that have so-so film in 2019 and that we're hoping to improve this year and knew they can improve this year and, you know, get more reps. They're never going to have that chance.
0: So the PAC 12, as well as the big 10, they've entertained the, the thought of potentially playing football in the spring. What are your thoughts of a collegiate football season in the spring? And then of course you got that quick turnaround to once again, play football in the fall.
2: Yeah, it's, it's tough. No, you know, the, the things I've heard, you know, are basically shutting the whole season down, you know, playing, um, you know, the season in the spring from basically January 2nd until February 28th, straight through eight weeks, no buys, no bowl games, no college football playoff. Essentially, it's a it's a college showcase for the NFL, um, which makes it even more of a, you know, a minor league, quote unquote. Um, the second option, you know, being playing in the spring would be from the end of February until May, you know, with bye weeks, with bowl games, with the college playoff. Um, you know, so I, I think it's very, very difficult. Um, you know, players can't – if you're playing from, you know, from February to May, you know, then you're getting three months off and you're right back into it in the in the, in the fall, um, especially if you're, a, you know, a guy that's draft eligible then, you know, I think some of those guys even shy away from it and just say, look, I'm not going to play spring ball. Oh, I'm just going to wait for the fall of 2021 um, because that's just too much football um, after having none for such a long time. Um, you know, and, and obviously I, I think there'll be certain players kind of in the marketplace or in the, in the situation of, all right, maybe I'm going to come out in 2021, but you know, I, I don't know yet. Um, I, I'd, I'd hope to be able to get some advice and evaluation advice, you know, whether that's from, um, you know, some college scouts, that have, you know, area scouts that have been through their, their programs. Um, but, but really, you know, the tough part for these guys is they just don't know what 2021 in the fall is going to look like. Um, and they'd be, you know, trying to guesstimate something that they have no idea about. Um, and really, you know, the conferences and the NCAA have not been very proactive in terms of putting stuff together for them, putting strategy together for them that can help them. Um, so, you know, it, you know, my advice is it look, if, you know, if you're already a big, a big prospect, you know, just think of your future. Um, you're not gonna get paid in college. Um, clearly, everyone knows that. Uh, and this is just unsolicited non-agent advice, but, you know, clearly if you're, a, if you're a guy that's, you know, deciding to come out, you know, between 2021 and 2022, you know, I think you have to have all of the different parameters or all of the information, as much information as possible. Before you can make that decision, um, you know of either going back um, and playing throughout the fall of 2021, and then entering 2022 draft. Um, you know it's it's a very close, uh, you know, ending of the of the season in May, and in the beginning really, you know, you'd be going back in July and, and starting training camp again.
0: You make an interesting point because we call it spring football, but it would launch in January and in early February. Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. about you, man, but that, that ain't springtime to me. Huh. Spring It may sound like spring football, but I can see we're at Justin Fields, and if you're on the fence and you're saying, well, maybe I'll play in the spring, but the spring, if you're playing football in January and or early February and you're playing in Iowa or playing in Wisconsin, Michigan, it's yeah. not <laughs> like 80 degrees and balmy. You could start a season in the midst of some serious, serious inclement weather, including snow, and that's not very inviting for college football players.
2: No, no, it's not inviting. Like, you know, if you're in the Big Ten, I mean, look at some of those places, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, the, some of the ones you rattle off, you know, obviously down south, SEC, ACC, you know, out west, you know, Pac-12 is a little different. You know, Big 12 down south a little different. But, I mean, you know, West Virginia isn't the Big 12. That's, that's not a pleasant place to play in January. Um, you know, I don't think you want to be out there. And clearly, um, you know – Look, obviously, everyone kind of thinks to the Ohio State's, Alabama's, Clemson's of the world, but there's a lot of players that come out of schools all across the country, um, you know, who need, you know, who need to be evaluated, Um, and it's unfortunate because they'll just never get the opportunity, Uh, mainly kind of, you know, very similarly to the undrafted free agents who didn't get the opportunity this year, um, you know, to get evaluated, it'll be a very similar situation.
0: A lot to take into consideration. If you're a young football player at the collegiate level, ready to embark on an NFL career, and or if you are in an NFL camp and you're an undrafted free agent and potentially not making a team, this could be a one and done for you. It's a tough time for everybody, and there's gonna be, unfortunately, in the midst of this pandemic, there are no answers. Somebody's just gonna take the brunt of this. Somebody's just gonna get the short end of the stick, and there's going to be levels of frustration. But that's just the world we're living in right now. Could be a lot worse. Well, Matty, we'll leave it for there, and we'll talk a little bit more, of course, about what's happening in the world of sports in this bizarre 2020 season and as it relates to economics. And, of course, you keep it right here for everything that's happening as far as giving them the sports biz. For Maddie Marino out in Manhattan, this is Dan Vone in San Francisco saying so long, everybody. See you, Dan. See you, ma'am.
1: Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.